Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. Uh, this is the host of the Huda Thunkin' podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 170, titled Soviet Strongman. Before we get into that Soviet Strongman, I'm going to recommend something unrelated to the main topic for our recommendation segment, where I recommend to you, the Huda Thunker, uh, check something out that I've been interested in, something I've actually experienced myself. This week, I recommend an author. Um, no, no particular book of his, although I, pro- I do believe I have recommended specific books of his in the past. Yuval Noah Harari. That's Y-U-V-A-L, Noah, N-O-A-H, and last name Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I. Yuval's most popular book is Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. I have now listened to that audiobook twice. Um, it's quite long. It's quite amazing. Um, he breaks down such huge concepts in very simplified ways and in ways that I do believe most common people could understand. It's not, I mean, he talks about all sorts of stuff um, in that one. And then his second book, Homo Deus, instead of Sapiens, Homo Deus is like the brief history of tomorrow, um, which is what the potential, what our future could look like. And then his third book was 21 questions for the 21st century, um, something like that. And it's, about present geopolitical um, situations. And the questions he proposes are quite good. I've posted them before. I think this dude's brilliant. I've listened to three of his books now via the Libby app. I just finished Homo Deus. That was the third one I listened to. I just finished it on my walk a few moments ago. It's amazing. Um, And like I have talked about about this before, the Libby app, it's L-I-B-B-Y, I guess I am promoting it, but it's free. It's a hundred percent free. Um, well, I guess I should say 99. You pay for it already through your taxes, whether you want to or not. So it's, <laughs> it's not free. It's all, it's already included. Um, as it, it allows you to borrow books for your, or audiobooks through your library card. Library cards are free to get. At least mine was, and I'm assuming it is for everyone. Go to a library, a local library, get a library card. It's free. You give it ba- very basic information, then use that library card number, um, and the Libby app, and it just lets you borrow audiobooks. Don't pay Audible. Don't pay Amazon, How whatever their subscription fee is. Use these uh, library apps. There's another one I think it's called Hoopla. Anyway, um, through this app, I listen to tons of books, and my favorites are these. You've all know Harari's. Um, he's a historian, philosopher. Like I said, he's a genius. He talks about the economy. He talks about all sorts of things. Here's the uh, very brief Google uh, description of, of this man. He is an Australia public and intellectual historian and professor in the Department of History at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. He's the author of the popular science bestseller, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow, and 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. He talks about things that, I don't know, it's pretty cool. I will tell you this, though. If you are a religious person, like a devout religious person, he is what is I don't know. He doesn't come out and say his religious backing, but he seems to be one of those like atheistic Jewish people. <laughs> like he's born and raised Jewish, but he talks about religion as, as if they're complete fiction. He doesn't just talk about it. He says religion is complete fiction. So if that were to trigger you, maybe not listen to those. Um, I don't want to upset anybody, um, but you know, also you can view it as just someone's opinion. And so don't have to take it as, as offense because other things you talk about that are not just religion and religion is not the main topic of his books. It's a, it's small parts of them. Um, so I do advise you check them out. It'll, it'll educate you about the world. And it's a very broad encompassing topics that he talks about. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> recommendation segment, I've just, I, I want to talk more about that, but it's, it, 
each of his books are like 15 plus hours and I've now listened to one of them twice and two of them only once. And I'm going to re-listen to them again at some point. They're amazing. They, they take, he takes your minds off so many different places and there's so many stories in those books that I do 100% plan on um, touching on, on future episodes. I would have done it for this week, but it's been kind of busy and a little late to the game. And the topics he talks about take a lot of research. <laughs> so this was, this is uh, just let you know, I'm going to be talking about stuff he's talked about in his books, uh, really interesting stuff about, the splitting of the mind, you know, we have right brain, left brain, people have had that central stem split. Um, talk about economists, how dictators, what happens when a dictator uh, says that all their 20, all their 20, 50 and 100 banknotes, like their dollars are just defunct overnight and don't give anybody a chance to save them. What happens? Because it has happened in history in Myanmar. And he talked about it a little bit. And yeah, so future episodes going to be really interesting. But this week, just a simple one, a Soviet strongman. Now for that main event, the Soviet strongman. This week's episode is about Valentin Dikol, born April 3rd, 1948 in Soviet Lithuania. His occupations are listed as circus artist and rehabilitation specialist. <laughs> quite, quite the different things there. In 1999, he was awarded the People's Artist of Russia. And just to give you an idea what that is, the People's Artist of, of the Russian Federation, um, also sometimes translated as National Artist of the Russian Federation, is an honorary and highest title awarded to citizens of the Russian Federation, all outstanding in the performing arts, whose merits are exceptional in the sphere of the development of the performing arts, theater, music, uh, dance, circus, cinema. And for this guy, uh, Valentin Dekol, is uh, definitely the circus. Uh, Dickel, <laughs> I am going to, I don't know how to pronounce some of these Russian words. His name is Valentin. It's like Valentine without the E at the end. And his last name is D-I-K-U-L. Maybe there's other ways to pronounce it. I don't speak Russian. We're going to say Dickel. <laughs> Dickel was born <laughs> prematurely, weighing just over one kilogram. That's like two and a half pounds, very small. His father, Ivan Grigorovich, uh, was born, he was lived from 1920 to 1950, was Ukrainian by nationality and worked as a uh, serviceman in the Ministry of International or Internal Affairs, but was killed in the line of duty. His mother, Anna Kornenevaina, um, from 1925 to 1952, was Russian by nationality and died when Valentin was still in kindergarten. So his parents died when he was very young, and Dickel was raised by his grandparents until he was seven years old when he began living in orphanages first in uh, Vilnius, Vilnius, and then in Kaunas. Uh, age nine, he became interested in the circus and helped to put on the circus tents. So he'd put up the circus tents, he'd clean the arena, he's looking after the animals, sweeping and washing the floors, you know, cleaning the toilets, all that dirty work. At 14, he began working as a motorcycle repairman, so he's working his way up better than cleaning toilets. And in his free time, he trained in gymnastics, wrestling, weightlifting, balancing acts, acrobatics, juggling, and stunts, and eventually became involved with the circus in Kaunas. So he started becoming a performer by the age of 14. Pretty cool. Um, and that's not, I mean, people tend to respect that. You start at the very, very bottom at the age of nine, and by 14 in five years, you're already a performer. That's pretty cool and something to respect. In 1962, he starred in his first act of air gymnastics at, at the uh, Sports Palace. And it was 1962 at the age of 14, where Dickel was seriously injured during a gymnastics performance when a steel support crossbeam broke, causing him to fall 43 feet or 13 meters and fracture his spine and suffer traumatic brain injury. Wow. So he finally gets his first performance in the circus. He's been busting his ass to work in and he gets hurt very bad. 
traumatic brain injuries are no small thing. And it looks like they, they have spinal fracture, not good. He spent a week in intensive care at the city hospital and was then transferred to the neurosurgery department of the hospital. His final diagnosis was a compression fracture of the lumbar spine and traumatic brain injury with many local fractures. So he's just a mess now. It's like a, a jigsaw puzzle laying in a hospital bed at the age of 14. As part of his recovery process, Dickel began to train five to six hours a day, stretching rubber bands, lifting, you know, starting out small rubber bands, lifting semi-heavy objects and doing push-ups if he could, um, just in his bed. Suffering from pain in the spine and fatigue, he performed strength exercises and studied the medical literature on the spine, gathering the necessary information he needed to try and rehabilitate himself. Um, the doctors were not very supportive of this. He was unable to even move his legs. So doctors told him, you know, stop wasting your time. There's no hope that he would be able to walk again. But Dickel persisted by continuing to work out every day until he would pass out from exhaustion. That's what they said. They said, this dude's crazy. He's just working himself to death. As he began to develop more muscles in his chest, you know, the part of his body that wasn't completely broken, and arms, you know, his upper body, he was, uh, he would incrementally increase the weights. So he first, he started to just work his way up to being able to do normal tasks, pick up a pen, pencil, be able to pick up a box or something like that with his upper body while his, you know, his legs didn't work at all. And then he started truly lifting, getting big swole pecs and, 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 and muscles and everything truly badass, but only his upper body. Once he regained his upper body strength, he had the idea that you need to move the inactive parts of the body as if they were healthy, a full cycle, get them moving. He began to tie ropes to his feet and move them using a pulley system. And the system he used to rehabilitate himself was unorthodox to say the least. I mean, he kind of came up with it himself since the doctors wouldn't help him at all. He tied a rope to his feet, passing it under the headboard, which played the role of the pulley, and then pulling it and moving the feet, then began using counterweight loads. Uh, friends helped him build a system of weights and pulleys around his uh, bed designed by Dickel. Eight months later, he was discharged from the hospital with the first group, uh, uh, first group of disability. So he's doing great now. He still has that traumatic brain injury. That's something typically stays with you for life. But he's walking around. He kind of looks pretty built up top, his, and his legs are moving. Once fully recovered, a feat he did mostly by himself, he put to use his immense strength in which he displayed mostly in the form of juggling, flipping, and snatching massive kettlebells. So his thing was tossing really heavy objects, but there are images of him like like squatting and, uh, and, and cleaning um, an entire car, like a taxi. <laughs> He, he was known to have used kettlebells weighing up to 80 to 90 kilograms and son of a gun. I did not look that up. Hold on. Let's just say 80, uh, 85 kilograms to pounds. We're going to figure this out in real time. How cool is that? To pounds, uh, 187 pounds. That is way higher than I expected. 85. So he said he would use kettlebells 80 to 90 kilograms, right? <laughs> this is insane. 85 kilograms in between those two. So the average weight of his kettlebells are 187 pounds and some change is 187.39. That's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> holy crap, he's way stronger than I thought. I knew they were heavy, but. That's really heavy. <laughs> now, there are videos of Valentin Dickel tossing around big golden balls like they're nothing. 
I'll put him on the blog that I saw seeing this video is what got me to write about him too. Uh, but then he goes to the audience with these kettlebells and he asks a full grown man to hold one of the balls dramatically falls to the ground so heavy the audience member can't even hold it he always picks a full-grown man too and people are astonished by this guy and the thing i like about him yeah he's big but he doesn't look like arnold schwarzenegger or anything like that he doesn't look like a bodybuilder he looks more like <laughs> like your fat uncle but like a strong version of your fat uncle it's pretty cool so there you go um Strong man works himself up. Cool? No, not the end of Valentin Dickel's story. A series of publications in the press provoked an avalanche of letters to Dickel with requests for help. In response, he would send them a package of instructions designed for medical rehabilitation. In process, processing a large amount of uh, correspondence, he was helped by his wife, uh, Lyudmila. 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 So he had so many letters that he try to do him as best he could. He spent like four to six hours a day um, trying to go through these letters. Uh, but his his wife, Ludmilla, helped him as well. I think I think that is the right pronunciation. I'm not <laughs> notorious. If you've listened to this podcast enough, I'm bad at pronouncing pronouncing stuff. But I, I listened to a sci-fi novel from the 40s about Soviet people, written by Soviet people, and they pronounced it Ludmilla. So it's L-Y-U-D-M-I-L-A. So I, there you go, Ludmilla. You could take that one to the bank. Many people using a wheelchair saw it as their hope. Valentin spent three to four hours a day in advising people with disabilities. So pretty cool. And you're thinking, okay, he was born in 1948. Well, in 1988, Dickel opened up a rehabilitation center for help, um, people helping people with spinal injuries with uh, consequences of infantile cerebral paralysis. He is still heading it to this day. And is alive and well so he's still doing he's still kicking it today and he's still heading the rehabilitation center um he is quite old so he's not flipping around golden uh kettlebells and everything but yeah soviet strongman uh, had a the quite the will as a kid cleaning circus toilets and scooping up russian elephant poop <laughs> at the age of nine did it for five years age of 14 he finally gets his first performance as a strongman in the circus and breaks his back hits his head real hard doctors are like yeah you're done dude just give up you're just gonna be in a wheelchair and he goes nah i'm gonna rehabilitate myself teach myself how to do it and he did and now he helps people all around the world so pretty cool story i thought it was worth talking about him valentin dickel so hope you liked it huda thunkers just a little quick one for you and um yeah hope you enjoy until next time